Happy Father's Day. It's June 20th, 2021, and this is episode five of Misinformed Nation. Reoccurring all stars join the table. We got Gwiff, the King of Kent. Whoop, whoop. Cuts in the house, baby. And from Meetus Pod, Meetus.live, and Fact in the Fridays Away, we got Meetus. What's up, nerds? And I'm that one guy, Booberry Mothman in the Miniocalypse. I'm having a pretty good morning so far. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> not, not my phone off the table. That'll, that'll help, won't it? We're all professional podcasters here today. We, we actually said that, we, well, but just before we started, hey, I said... get a, vac- a vasectomy, just take the vaccine, bro. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Damn you, iTunes. <laughs> um, yeah, we were saying about... Uh, uh, don't, tell, tell your joke, go on. Say your joke, boobs, about about the old podcasting. Oh, no, I just... Uh, we're having a good old time. It's uh, Sunday morning, 9.15 here Central Time. Nice. 10 Eastern, and what, you're five hours ahead of us, so... I'm, I'm 3.14. 3.14. 3.15. Well, happy Father's Day to, to you both. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers, man. I got a video game for Father's Day. Oh. I'll teach you which one. Yeah, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, oh the best shit. game ever made. It's, I've, I beat it when we had a Wii U, um, oh, really? but then all the expansions and stuff came out after we mm-hmm. sold the Wii U, and I haven't played it since then, so I'm pretty excited about it. Nice. That'll be fun. It's, yeah, uh, that's the best thing I've ever played, for sure. 100%. I will say it's a Nintendo at their finest with the uh, the Zelda franchise. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Not that I've brought anything to the table that has uh, gaming-related news or anything, but we've got some clips to play, haven't we, boys? Sure, I do. On-stream, off-stream stuff. Actually, I don't know if my on-stream is on-stream because I tried to contact the people and they um, none of them got back to me in time, so mystery it's a mystoire it's very no agenda though so it's you know it fits in the professional old broadcasters yeah, bro- <laughs> yeah bro- broadcasters that's the one right who wants to who wants to go first and who's gonna crack a lack and get this this show rolling well I'll, I'll go first um let's do my on stream uh on one here we go my name is leonidas and this is informed descent <laughs> So and I say radical. Sorry. <laughs> so I this came on the stream at some point when I I just flipped it on to have something to listen to because I ran out of downloaded episodes and I was like who's this who's this guy and it was the episode that I clipped and he was talking about the Church of Woke. Um, his his audio quality is fantastic. He's very um, succinct and to the point. And it's kind of like an audio essay oh, each cool. episode. And he's very, um, digs deep into a topic. And I'll go more into it after the after the first clip. Oh, go ahead. What's the name of the, the show again? The show is Informed Descent with Leonidas Johnson. Okay, cool. It's a great name. Yeah. I yeah. Like it's a good one. Punchy. <laughs> really fits in the mouth well. <laughs> <laughs> Depends the size of your mouth, doesn't it? Right. Chops. Might have one of them tiny mouths. Informed descent. You know, can't really fit it in there. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Could have like a baby mouth, you know. I've seen people with small mouths. 
I've seen people with no mouths. <laughs> Whew. All right. <laughs> well, shall we head into clip two here? Yeah. Because what we're talking about here is something that looks a whole lot like an extremist religion. And the problem is what happens when that radical extremist religion gets mainstreamed into our government and gains substantial legislative and executive power. It's a problem. So in light of that, this week's episode is entitled The Church of Woke. So what is the Church of Woke? Well, there are many elements to it, but ultimately the way I see it is the Church of Woke is a body of believers who passionately, religiously adhere to a dogmatic vision of social justice. That's really wokeism in its essence. And I say radical. There we go. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he's he's on it. This, this guy does his research and um, ties things together very nicely. Uh, he's also very big on, he has on his website, a list and the pictures of all of the children killed by gang violence. Um, in in America, and all of, and the children of color killed by uh, gang violence, and he's constantly railing against Black Lives Matter about where's the outrage for all these kids. That must um, be a long list. It is. It's a very long list. He talks about it all the time. He updates the site about once a month, and it, it's heartbreaking going to the site and look at these kids that are just mm. they're just gone now because. Wow. Way to to start the show with an upper. Right? (laughs) Happy Father's Day, right? Happy Father's Day, everyone. Dead kids. There's something that needs to be talked about, you know? And he's he's out out there doing it. He's out there doing it. It definitely does. It reminds me of the the groups that would go around Kansas City um, passing out information on the shooting shooting straight up into the air. Uh, It was the story Bowl After Bowl was telling us a little while back, probably closer to New Year's Eve, I believe. Yeah. Just terrible. I got muted. Yeah, you don't want to shoot up in the air. That's that's a bad idea. I, Wait, so does that do that? They come down then, then bullets, don't they? Yes, yep. they do, and they'll kill uh, you. Around them, just around them, anywhere. Uh, well, I mean, you know, physics, but yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> you, you could you could just aim have it to, if you were that good, but <laughs> you you would randomly be standing there. The bullet would yeah. have a set trajectory. So, so just I just know for, somebody. I know somebody who was sitting in their in their trailer watching TV and a bullet came through their ceiling and punched through their couch Ooh. or into their couch um like a foot from where they were sitting that's close yeah should have hit should have hit the telly i bet he was aiming for the tv <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just somebody was shooting one of his neighbors was shooting up in the air and, so obviously uh, obviously it depends on like the gun and stuff but how, how far would that bullet travel because it's like you know you're launching it higher so it's gonna go further right uh, yeah, I mean it depends on the round that you're that you're firing, but uh, yeah. you can get some you can get some distance on most rounds. You get some real distance if you arc it right. That's mad, absolutely mad. But I guess it's just one of them things. Yeah, people people be dumb. Yeah. But yeah, this episode is the Church of Woke, and it's twenty. His episodes are around twenty thirty minutes, and that's a good length for me for my commute. And um, I re- I really enjoy it because he goes he really goes deep into it with the church of woke and talks about how closely tied the black lives matter movement and the Antifa stuff is to a religion and how that religion is. If you don't do what they say, then if you don't, if you don't do their sacraments and say their chants, then yeah. you're a heretic. Right. And P- Patrice Collins and, uh, Joe Ols- or Joey Olstein, Joe, Joel Ols- Osteen, uh, 
being of the same caliber. That was something Mo Fax had been pointing out that they're mm-hmm. these mega pastors. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of, kind of everything as I see it. Like I, I just wrote a song called uh, "Fake Lib Fascists," and it's about this geezer that's just so liberal that he becomes a fascist. Just you do anything to an extreme, and you just turn into a fascist. Basically, that's how I see it. Most things. I don't know if you can be a kind fascist. Well, both paths lead to the same destination. That's interesting. Well, yeah, that's what I've, that's what I've been thinking. But I think we're all about ready just to head into old post wokeism right now. I was just trying to set the seeds for months and months and months, telling everybody to keep saying the words post woke. But uh, it's catching on. It's it's, it's going to happen. You watch. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. And I really think the um, the Liberty Babes are helping out, like on Twitter and stuff. The super hot chicks who are all about some liberty. Wow, ah, you, you put you put super hot chicks behind stuff, and it, yeah. it moves. You know, that's, right? That's I mean, look talent of a twenty twenty two there, right there, boys. Look what happened between the Great War of Betamax and VHS. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should like, we? Hit, should we? Go ahead. Should we hit clip three here? But yeah, that's what you were saying. <laughs> Clip three. In the sense that this is a religion, what they're aiming for is a complete theocracy and their own kind of Sharia law. And when I say things like this, I get immediate pushback because the people who subscribe to this ideology do not see themselves as religious, obviously. And they find it extremely offensive to suggest as much, which is interesting to me because they're also the same people who fawn over Islam and run interference for radical Islamism. So you would think that such a comparison would actually be a compliment, but it's not. They don't like it. They get very angry. Cancel. Mm. Because they're atheists, right? That's why they get angry. Mm -hmm. Most of these people, they don't have God in their lives. I I know, I mean, over here in in Old Gitmo East, there's there's lots and lots and lots of people that are in that sort of mindset. Oh, just not to bear off the side. Pro, podcast it down. All right. It's Father's Day, guys. It's three o'clock for me. I count in the cans at this point. Not going to lie. It's like a sort of picking up each can. It's like a little game. Which one's the one with the booze in it? You know, keep forgetting. He uh, I should just start using my right hand now, so that make it a hell of a lot easier. Leonidas reminds me a lot of Dean Reiner. Uh, I, I feel yes. like I've, I've heard the the same same argument expressed, and I'm 100 percent behind it. It is a it is a cult. It is a church. It is a mass body of worship. Well, that's the thing. I, I don't remember. It was uh, eight ten years ago. I heard this this philosopher talking about human beings need a God. Like we, we need something larger than us that we can. Yeah. Possibly because there is essentially the God, you know, a God or there's something that created us. Like I'm a divine inspiration kind of guy, but wouldn't that sort of, if that was there and you denied it, denied it, denied it, it's only uh, inevitable before that sort of, like you said, creeps through. No matter what you are or what you do, you're going to have to be led by something or someone. Right. And if you don't have God, Government becomes God because they exactly. And well, I mean, look at it though. If you if you look at it and and look at how they think and how they act, that everything that they need, instead of praying for it and working hard for it, they the government should provide this. Yeah. Um. You know, there's there's people out there like that. They're like the government should do something about this. The government mm-hmm. should do. And they they don't equate government with pet you know taxpayers they don't equate it with we are supposed to be the government um so it it, you got to have something bigger than yourself and if you're not the type of person who's going to look for the divine then you're going to go for 
a government. And yeah, it's going to get you. It's going to get you no matter what. Right, and the lack of belief in a divine something, whatever your your belief is in a supernatural overbeing, whether it be the universe or God or however you want to talk about it, you believe that this life is all you got. So things like a coronavirus that's going to kill you, you want safety because you believe that that's a, that's all there is. You know, you're not going to move on to some other plane of existence after this. So mm-hmm. safety is the most important thing. And then you look yeah. for something bigger than you because you can't keep yourself so safe. So you look for something bigger than you and you look to the government. And that's how you get lockdowns and masking and all the mess we're dealing with right now. Yeah. So. It's almost as if, um, you know, the founding fathers were deified in the Capitol building in some sort of dome, you know, in a way. Like you could just look up and see them there. But oh, mm-hmm. wait, they were, weren't they? Yeah, that happened. Well, I, I don't think it was so much the founding fathers that got deified. It was uh, Nancy Pelosi, and how dare they 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 desecrate the sacred temple of democracy? Oh, yeah, those assholes. There's, a prob- <laughs> there's probably a thing where like they're walking through it, and so people like Pelosi look up occasionally and see those those um, deities up there, and, and think, "That's me. I'm there. That's that's as that's as good as it gets for these people." I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah, one of us. Uh, yeah anyway <laughs> they're great to good oh man that's one of my like favorite arguments that i've heard i've heard people be like oh but you got to do this for the greater good oh, yeah oh. yeah no collectivism <laughs> there's two greater goods in my life i married one of them and she produced the other that's the two greater goods i've got there you go awesome. that's what i work for love it i love it yeah me too love is lit Shall we hit? uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love how uh, I love how JCD and Adam both kind of called us out and lavish his note when he wrote or loveislit.com. Ah, we got we got had boys. We got had. Yeah, swindle was on. on We done got got. (laughs) Hey, it was totally organic though. Love and lit. (laughs) Yeah. I love how they're just totally oblivious to this wonderful underculture that's bubbling under their show. Um, but they're also very much aware at the same time. It's it's, it's a beautiful thing. They're aware that it exists, but they haven't dove in, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> nom nom. Like, it, nom what, what gets me is, uh, you know, I've donated to the show. I, I donate larger amounts less often. So my name doesn't come up that often with uh, John and Adam. But... Every month, Dave Jones on the podcasting 2.0 mentions my name and says it correctly. And Adam still messes it up every single time he says Medus, 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 Medus pod. Because yeah, Bemrose played my Medus pod episode uh, after the one of the No Agenda Stream episodes. Uh, and um, oh, I was pretty excited about that. I was like, oh, we got made spot. Yeah, yeah, the coveted spot. We got Medus pod may spot i don't know what that is but anyway who is this guy (laughs) could be lagrange could be lagrange lagrange could be lagrange lagrange uh should we do some clip four yeah oh sure so culture is pervasive and it's affecting everyday americans who will have a target on their back if they're found out to be heretics i can't tell you how many people have told me that they're afraid to speak out for fear of retribution. They could get fired and lose their jobs. They could lose everything. In various cities around the country, we have mobs that are taking to the streets and demanding that people bow to their cause. They burn and they loot. 
They march through neighborhoods and terrorize people in their houses. They flip tables and try to intimidate restaurant patrons, demanding that they raise their fist in solidarity and recite the holy scripture, Black Lives Matter, or else face retribution. They proclaim that it isn't enough to not be racist, you must be actively anti-racist. They demand submission or else you'll be subject to punishment. You will bend the knee one way or another. That is their thought process. This is a new inquisition. Cancel culture is just another name for it. These people will seek out enemies of the faith wherever they can be found. And if they have the power to do so, they will destroy them. It's got a great textured voice. Yeah, it is. That's that's some really like silky kind of, it's very compassionate, but mm. to the point, very uh, brisk, but thoughtful. Yeah, it's a very powerful voice. Yeah, I was hooked after this episode. Do you know uh, little, what uh, uh, what number is he on? Oh, like 40, something like that. Okay. Nice. Cool. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, um, regular? Yep. And they're, well, they're pretty regular. He's uh, he'll, he'll go sometimes two, three weeks without one, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's always well and, thought when it's out there, right? Right, yeah. which is what we want. We rather have the uh, the quality over the quantity. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is straight up uh, in the same realm. Walk through the mine, that Larry show. Up is yeah. down. Yeah, it's it, it. Up is down, and this show are very. They're they're the same feel to them. Uh, one, you know, up is down is more grungy. Um, <laughs> love, love Dean. Um, but it, it's like the the polished version versus the grungy version, and but the same message, you know. I'm subbing right now. Actually, yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Wow, you can multitask, man. I could barely move my hands at this point. I've got eight windows open right now. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's. Uh, should we hit this last one then? Mm. Uh, sure. Just as the radical Islamist believes he is fighting infidels in some grand jihad, they see themselves as noble. And if these infidels are truly evil and truly monstrous and something less than human, then it doesn't matter what horrible things you do to them because they deserve it and it's for the greater good. Now listen, there is obviously nothing wrong with religion or being religious. There is nothing wrong with being passionate about beliefs or being an activist. There's nothing wrong with wanting to help people and to fix problems in our society. The problem comes when we are intolerant of others' viewpoints and perspectives. Great shit. Yep. Yeah. That's so, so true as well. Really poignant. Mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, that's uh, Informed Dissent with Leonidas Johnson. And yeah. he's good to follow on Twitter, too, because he links all kinds of good stuff and makes good points on there, too, if you're on yeah. the tweeters. Wow. Barely, but, is, I'll, uh, but I'll follow yeah, him. Brilliant. Yeah, that's like it, it just proves of, of when we do these on clips that the there's a lot of thought that's gone into the process behind picking what show gets on the stream and something like this is useful when it's heard by lots of people because that thought resonates in a in a certain way and um, it's actually part of a, a, a good a good cause when you think about it because it is a, a heinous thing that has happened to us. It's, it's Nazism 2.0. That's what we're going through, guys. It's like 100 years almost. So people need to get behind some sort of thing. Um, people stick to these numbers that they're given when you're given a birth date and, and the date of the year and stuff. And so fractals happen. And the, and that's what I see happening here with this. It, it's very fascist. And, and, and it speaks to the, the quality of no agenda that they can say something like stay safe and, and equate that to... Um, 
to the whole Hitler thing, which I've been doing. I've been going around going clump, you know, from uh, a low, so it's like a comedy show. And there was this like gay Nazi, and instead of going Heil Hitler, he just went clump, <laughs> and he like raised his hand in a really camp way. <laughs> and, uh, people do laugh; they really, they love that. But um, yeah, there was a specific meme that comes to mind. It was the it's a guy standing in front of a progressively larger set of dominoes. So it went from like real size domino mm. to phone size to tablet size to small end table to a big fucking domino. Yeah. And the first small one was a bunch of pissed off gamers at uh, real journalism. And the last domino was 600,000 Americans dead. <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, that was the, that was the sort of, cracking point for me that made me realize like oh yeah this is like this is fucking pre-world war ii propaganda proper yeah uh it's, it's more invasive because it's um they're aiming for full spectrum and so they're, they're that they're, they're that much closer this time around not that i think they're very close at all and i think they could be stopped at any second by their own incompetence I, I called into the Grimerica 500th episode last night, and uh, yeah, I heard that. I was making fun of you in the chat room. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I was so nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous. I've been listening. 500 episodes. Wow. Yeah, it's great. Those guys are great. I've been listening for about four years now, and uh, I just froze there at the beginning. But uh, one of the things that came up was they asked if they thought pot if I thought podcasting could continue as a platform for f- free speech. And basically I boiled it to, well, when there's still a way to have a will, there will be a way or something to yeah. that effect where, where we still have that will we're, yeah. we're able to continue. So we got very, time. Yeah. And very there's a lot of review that is very kill dozer. Right. And there's a lot of really smart nerds who are very Liberty minded out there and mm. find technical ways around things. hundred percent. Yep. And there always will be. It's going to be the dude's name, Ben, that, that uh, keep us afloat, keep us <laughs> chugging along. That's it. Ham saved the world. We all know that. <laughs> oh, I'm going for my ham test soon. I just got oh, my yeah. first little Bofang radio. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. I've never Get tried, but I would give it a Cheap Chinese copy things. Why not? Yep. Must work, right? And they can't listen in. Or can they? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Public radio waves, so exactly, yeah. <laughs> Listen, all you like CCP, we got your back. <laughs> We're doing the adverts later, guys. We got the CCP front and center, Tim Dillon style. All right, so who's next? Well, do you want to do uh, your? Uh, yeah, my my off stream stuff's pretty short. Um, if you, uh, it's a show called, I was going to do the intro, play it like I did for the informed descent, but the intro is like forty seconds long, and I was like, ah. Eh. Um, it's a show called What's Your Weird Story. Um, a buddy of mine used to run a comic book store in town, um, ended up moving away and he wanted to do a podcast where he basically people call in every week. Uh, are they book guests really? And they have their guests tell them a weird story from their life and right. they take it as truth. Like no matter how, you know, supernatural or crazy it sounds, they're just like, Oh yeah. Awesome. They play into it. You know, um, mm-hmm. I was their first guest and I told a ghost story of an encounter I had with what I believe was a ghost of some kind. Oh. And then a time when I think I saw a UFO and, you know, I told uh. a bunch of stories of weird stuff that's happened to me and okay. it's not all Bigfoot's UFO stuff like that. Sometimes it's just an out of the ordinary experience. And that's what the, the clip that I brought is is a guy, another guy I know, actually. This was his episode. So, clip one. Okay. 
So I'm doing about 75. I come around this one corner out of the woods and I see a bunch of lights reflected back at me. I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck is that? Oh, they're deer eyes reflecting my headlights back at me. I better slow it down just in case a deer jumps out in front of me. As I'm having that thought, I, I, I'm looking to the right where all the deer eyes are and from the left jumps a deer. Whatever reason, this motherfucker tried to cross the road into my car and it's just like the matrix so he jumps across i crash right into its neck and right there bullet time happens everything slows down i'm fucking screaming i see everything in still frames happening so i crash into his neck my driver's side headlight goes out this deer's body crumples up onto the side of my car his ass comes up up into my window and explodes just like a party pop on the 4th of July like you pull a little string (laughs) but it wasn't streamers and confetti it was shit and blood and fur and it just hit me in the face (laughs) (laughs) you're there aren't you when he's saying that you're there you're hearing that you're seeing it party hopper So that's a that's a friend of mine, James. Um, he was actually the guest on my first episode of Meet Us Dot Live. Oh yeah, um, we grew up together. We've got a million stories, and um, he's just a fantastic storyteller. Uh, he could do a podcast and just tell stories all the time, and I'd never not listen. Um, but no, the the podcast is fun. They got two guests, uh, Adam and Barry, and they just their reactions to the stories are so good because it's like wow you know what what was the shape of the thing you saw or you know whatever but uh they've got little commentary sometimes but if you'd like to hear the rest of the deer story you can go ahead and play clip two so i go to the rest of my look and i had little green and yellow purple bruises all over oh my god face. i had shit hickeys oh i had shit after the night <laughs> he had shit oh. hickeys. Shit hickeys. <laughs> Man. Don't and throw a, me with a, a good wait- time. <laughs> we were waiters at the time at uh, Out- Outback Steakhouse, and he couldn't wait tables for a week because he had shit hickeys all over his face. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> no, could you imagine? Oh, my word. <laughs> Hey, son, you've been in an orgy of some kind? No, no, mum. No, shit hickeys. That's what they yeah, are. That was, that was the, just before that clip. Um, the, our boss was like, oh, you had a wild night last night, huh? You get <laughs> some drinks, meet some girls. And he's like, well, I mean, I, I had some drinks, but didn't go home with anybody. And he's uh. like, what are all those hickeys on your face? This. <laughs> 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 oh brilliant hashtag shit hickeys everyone <laughs> it just happened yeah, yeah. but no it's it's a fun show it's very lighthearted, and um they have guests of all all different kinds and some of them are not great storytellers but you know it takes all yeah. kinds and there's some that are just talking about you know, I, I had a dream about my grandma, and then she died. But then I had another dream about her, and then you know, there's, it, it, it spans the entire spectrum of anything that's out of the ordinary. Right. Um, they've got like 150 episodes. Um, okay. I finally got them off of. I think they were on Anchor or, or Buzz something or other. I got them. I got them all independent now. Nice. Nice. Um, so they don't have to. Yeah. Worry that's about it. any of that stuff. So. Yeah. Ugh. 
It yeah. annoys me when people don't just go independent all the time. Well, I get it for somebody who's just trying it out and getting started. And, I suppose, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like just the longer goals. you, yeah, the longer you go on one of those services, the harder it is to to the transfer off you. of it. The more they own um, you, basically. Mm-hmm, they got all your stuff. They got yeah. you know, which speaks to my bonus clips, which we may or may not play at the end of the show. Mm. Teaser, anyone? Intriguing. That's how you do a teaser. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's what's your weird story? Uh, it's a fun show. Um, episodes are hit or miss, but I, I enjoy it. It's a good. Good time. Oh, very yeah. cool. I'll check that out. That sounds cool. Oh, and it's what's your weirds? Y E R because they're folksy. Oh, what's yeah? What's yeah? <laughs> what's what, your what is weird it? story? What's your weird what's story? The, so it's more like a West Country or like a, a, a sort of what's your weird story? You know, like yeah, a sort of regional British accent. I like that. Oklahoma here, but uh, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's basically big world, guys. Big world. Big world. <laughs> Oklahoma sounds very British, to be fair. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that show. Bloody brilliant. <laughs> love a musical, me. Absolutely love them. There you go. Not enough podcasts about musicals in the no genderverse. Let's see a bit more. I could, uh, I could whip something up, but I'm not going oh, to. Yeah. That's a great idea. Get, you get fired immediately. <laughs> Let me tell you all the things that are wrong with Cats the musical. Oh, don't. First, oh. let's start with that giant cat orgy that they drop there in the middle of the show. My, Wait, uh, what? There's a <laughs> yeah, the cat orgy, yeah. I've never yeah. seen Cats. Like I'm aware of it, obviously. Oh. But <laughs> well, I don't uh let's not let's not burn that content on this episode. We'll uh, uh, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll take you point. on a deep dive when uh when you guest on behind the ski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That we'll scratch that itch then. I uh let me uh with unless you got a uh something pertinent, uh, I'll hit y'all with the off stream show if you want. Go for it. This is a show called Japan What? And I Japan What? Yeah, W U T. So we got a little synchronicity right there. Mm. Yeah, because we got what's your uh yeah. uh Let's get that. what was it? What's your story? What's your stories? What's your stories, wasn't that? Made us? Made us? Sorry. Oh, oh, what? I thought <laughs> I you had a heart attack or something. No, I muted to take a drink and then didn't unmute. Oh. Um yeah, what's your weird story? What's your weird story? Okay. So we got two shows with funny spellings. That's pretty cool. Um, let's play their intro. I love it. If you want to get a, vac- a vasectomy, just take the vaccine, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I stepped all over that. You might have to play that again. Blowing hot air to the back end of Kabuki Cho. You found it. Lockdown continues, but we're still boozing, as is everyone else, in this mystery we call the Japan What Podcast. With me, as always, on this time, whenever we do it, is... Your boy, 120, the Chocolate Master. Down south, coming in your mouth. All over it. <laughs> and we've got a special guest today. What up, what up? Uh, introduce yourself. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm Dionysus. Everybody calls me Dion. Um, California, Georgia, but uh, I've been in Japan for a bit. And uh, yeah, I love, fucking love it out here, man. I haven't been back one, only one time. Only in one 17 time. Seventeen years. Yeah. Seventeen years. Yeah. So you're you're a veteran. I'm here fifteen years. Word. Okay. Yeah. Two thousand three. That's when I. About two thousand six. Oh yeah, man. So this is a culture cast, culture podcast. Um, oh. It's two dudes, Matt Bigelow, one twenty. 
This is the first episode that I listened to, and I was so into it. I was like, I'm fucking clipping this. Uh, yeah. It it's uh, there's no ads. They play music, and halfway through, they are promoting the podcasting 2.0 with the streaming sets. Wow, nice. they're just made for the stream, aren't they? Like, I, that's stream what I'm saying. I uh, I looked to see if they were on the stream. I think I asked Sir Sir Seat Sitter. Um, mm-hmm. I can't is remember he if he didn't get back. Is he the guy? Because I went to Benrose. I was like, look, is my guy on the stream or off the stream? Is this an on or off thing, Benrose? Because I can't find no no backup online anywhere, like schedule or list that's concurrent with what we got going on. Maybe it should be a podcasting 2.0 feature. That they should create a channel that's like, you know, NA stream channel. And then everyone else can just sit in there. Um, I don't want to give anyone ideas, but I just gave everyone ideas, I suppose. So, sorry. <laughs> uh, but as far as I'm aware, this show is not on the stream. So this is my off stream show. Like I said, uh, they're streaming stats. They play music. I mean, this is right up my alley. I've been to Japan one time before, spent there, spent about two weeks there and had the time of my life. So it makes really? me pine for the land of the East. Because oh. the food is good, the culture mm-hmm. is just phenomenal, the architecture, the travel, just yeah, everything about it. There's all those Japanese people. They're, Loads of them. They're great. Uh, very, <laughs> <laughs> very friendly. That's what, um, yeah, that's, even yeah. the ones that were like, uh, you know, if you do the tourist thing, you're trying to ask for directions or figure out where you're going, there was, you know, there was people that were like, man, you know, don't want anything to do with you. But the, we had other people that just came up to us because they could tell we were foreigners and they wanted to hang yeah, out and take pictures. And, and uh, yeah. this is a cool show. And the thing that I like about it, at some point, obviously, we're going to have to let go of uh, COVID-19, but I'm going to I'm gonna carry that torch for as long as I can, calling bullshit on everything. And I think these guys do a pretty good job of it uh, ah. based off of what I've been listening to. Um, nice. This is episode 52, I believe. So they're on 53 right now. The episode title was Memeganda, which Ooh. is which is great. Yeah. Uh, so we'll actually touch on that here in a second. No agenda, sort of Memeganda. Memeganda. Yeah. Well, here's a here's some. Well, okay. Now maybe maybe we'll come back because I, I got a uh, a through line that ties my on and off streams you wanna, together. You want to Jen Saki it? You want to circle back, right? Yeah, I want to circle back to that. But here's clip okay. two, and this is talking about some uh, vaccine news out of Japan. They're trying to get everybody vaccinated in Japan, especially the old people. Mm-hmm. Japan's coronavirus vaccine booking system crashes. I saw that today. After sales force outage. It's so funny because last show we were talking about how it might crash. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Are we South Park? We ready to do the future? Yeah. So they're trying to make us believe in all these things that it's completely Mm. safe. It's totally Mm. rational. Right. You just, you download the app and then the app screws (laughs) up and nobody, you know, a million people lose their data to some weird empire you can't log in, but we have your phone number. So. The, 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 is that what happened? <laughs> that, in one, one period, something like that happened. Yeah, where wow. there was like um, uh, nursing staff had uh, to enter uh, medical information mm-hmm. onto a Google Cloud platform. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there was like a button, two buttons, make public 
do not make public. Yeah. And they were right next to each other. Oh my God. And apparently a lot of people were just clicking make public by accident and oh. sending the data to some third party wow. somewhere. That, uh, is this the thing that like pops up? There's been a third party yeah. breach that wasn't our fault. <laughs> yeah, that's what kind of happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they blame Google, but Google's like, nah, as this clearly says. <laughs> Right there, but then all these people don't know how to use tech, and they right. might become distracted, or they just you know how it is like filling out paperwork and right, clicking right, things right, like right. metadata and stuff like that. That happened. The, the government's uh, Cocoa app that was meant to kind of be this Bluetooth tracker. It, it, it people updated it on their Android phones, and it just com it, com it completely pooped out. Well, that's why I have For an like iPhone. Six, six yeah. or eight months, <laughs> this thing that was supposed to be like this advanced Bluetooth tracking, uh, contact tracing, right. uh, COVID right. tracker. Get your butt swabbed and we'll track your life. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> you know, it, we'll, we'll sell it to some third party. But that happened. Now, this today as well, Salesforce, one of the top cloud companies in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These other companies. So that was, uh, I kind of fucked up the end of that clip there. Um, but they're funny. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's good. I'm excited to see uh, or hear more from them. Um, I even reached out to 120 yesterday. I was like, "Hey, I'm 15 minutes in, and I'm I'm already subscribed." And uh, nice. he responded back. So I'm I'm hopeful to, to get on the old Sphinx chat and then boost that. I should. Go. I have not checked, uh, but if I do find that they have a Sphinx channel, I'll link it in the uh, yeah. in the notes for sure. If old daddy O so Spence was here, he'd be on that, wouldn't he? He'd be doing that now. And we definitely That's want him. to send uh, get well wishes to Sir Spencer. He's he's in a little bit of a funk this morning. Not sure what he caught, but... Uh, oh, really? Oh, no. You know, if we were not there, the, we would blow on your ears echo for you. variant, is it? It's not Echo, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Epsilon, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> he went to um, he went to that, that Eckcott Park then and... You know, hung around the radiation zone or whatever it is. <laughs> hey, I mean, I suspension of disbelief. I'm definitely of the mindset that there was some sort of radiation sickness going on with at the beginning yeah. of the uh, of the pandemic last year. <coughs> five <coughs> G. Anyone? <coughs> anyone? Five, five G. <coughs> <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. They can't do that yet, or can they? Yeah. Right. It's like uh, street lamps all around here. All the street lamps, they've all had upgrades. They're LED. And they've got like massive transformers on them. Like someone got one and they took it apart, had a look at it. And I did a little bit of electrician work. I know, I know what a volt is. And I know why you'd need like a 2000 volt transformer thing on every street lamp for an LED. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, hmm. a little antenna sticking out of it. That's mm, not wonder. suspicious. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. I mean, but be, be, you know, be really, you know, be, be sneaky about it and just do it. But, or just, just do it. I don't know. They just did it, I guess. I'm waiting for it to be switched on. It'd be great. I get my, get my movies in before I think them, you know? Right. Like, I'm on the loop. <laughs> they I'm just thinking, download straight to your Before eyeballs. I'm even thinking about the movie, I'm just, it's there. Yeah. Wowza. Yikes, well, everybody. That's uh, that's kind of what I was getting at was the dissolution of free will. It's like, you know, is this is this me wanting to do this thing, or is this the yeah. algorithm that wants me to do this thing? If only we could find some sort of source of informed dissent. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's uh, roll into clip three here. They um, they point out a lot of the same stuff that's uh. You know, all these other phenomenal shows that we've been listening to, I've been listening to for the past year, they're they're right 
Um, they're on the same frequency. It's, uh, it's yeah. really cool to hear it from halfway across the world. Companies Nikkei, Yomiri, Asahi, they're private companies. Uh, and they all ran this thing saying mm. it's, it's a weird, it's kind of hard for me to understand it because <laughs> it, it's, it's like a publisher, uh, but it's an advertisement. And then the companies are allowing this advertisement to run in their paper, a full page ad, right. sending a clear message, but then also being like, what, what is the message? Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So the, are they saying we need more vaccinations? Are we saying we don't need the Olympics? Right. Um, are, are they saying that the public is totally uninformed about the realities of this virus? Because what mm-hmm. we just see are numbers every day and yeah. not actual yeah. scientific testimony. Right. I think right. they just want you to talk about it. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's attention, man. If yeah, it's you focus attention. in on it, they're going to, you know. It's like, like you said, it's propaganda, I think, you yeah. know, at the end of the day. Yeah, 100%. but it's using pe- pro- World War II propaganda Remodeling it. Yeah, it's like super propaganda. Yeah. Meme. It's memeaganda. Memeaganda? Oh, I was thinking yeah. that. You got great show great title. Mind. Show title. Memeaganda. Memeaganda right That's there. A good show yeah. title. Yeah, it is. It is. It's probably it's going to be the show title. That's what's up. So Mimaganda is definitely going into the repertoire of uh, the, the unraveling, the great unraveling from Nick the Rat. Uh, we got yeah. the great unzipping. Uh, Dimension A, Dimension B. Yeah, I, I won't mention the other one because I want to. I want to save it for my on-stream uh, clip. <sighs> Tease everybody. Yeah, <laughs> that was a little one as well. A little tickle. Tickle, tickle. Here comes the pickle. <laughs> I felt it. <laughs> uh, I got two more. Well, uh, the first, uh, the next one's seven seconds. The second one gets a little longer, but they really encapsulate a lot of what I've been kind of coming around to as far as um, the same methodology of propaganda that we saw back in 2001 where everybody was just hell bent on getting into the Middle East uh, to fight terrorism. And it's the same exact shit. Change my mind. Change my mind. So here's a, I'll just do these kind of close back to back. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then finally, last news article before moving on. It says this is a Japan to vaccinate, Olymp- vaccinate Olympic athletes. Hmm. Uh, Japan plans to vaccinate its Olympic athletes. Domestic media reported Wednesday. Um, there was no immediate comment from the Olympic organizers. Blah, blah, blah. Do you guys think the Olympics are going to happen? Man, you know, I personally, I feel like it's a carrot dangling in front of the donkey. You know what I mean? Like, because what do Olympics represent? My mind, brother. They, they represent hope, right? Right. So you got this carrot dangling in front of you. Hope that it's going to be here. Hope, hope. Lockdown, hope. Lockdown, hope. Lockdown, hope. Yeah, right. That's a podcast name right there. That's how you pimp. That's that's pimp. You know what I mean? You give them that good and give them the bad. And that's what eventually they them love you. That's right, man. Are we being pimped? I believe so. Am I someone's hoe? I'm not. <laughs> uh, are you Sam, I am. So, <laughs> I don't think we're hoes, personally. <laughs> Somebody got triggered. Uh, someone's high. Oh, no, I'm someone's not a hoe. <laughs> oh. Yeah, everyone's a high, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so you gotta this, hide, this you got to l- something, guys. You know, hustle. Let's go hustle. Bros and hoes. <laughs> Hashtag everyone's a hole. Oh, everyone's a goal, baby. <laughs> I'll just fluff that one right up. Well, there you go. Uh, we'll edit that out. Not. <laughs> yeah. Edit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all died of death now, isn't it? No morning zoo for anyone. I'm putting it together. Don't you worry, everybody. Oh, shit. 
keep the little uh, side thing. Yeah, Caroline's got the old weather and the uh, and the and the highways. <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be so jokes. Can't wait. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be good. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, uh, no ready. I'm gonna let's do this last one. It's the longest of the bunch. Um, but like I said, this one encapsulates everything I've been feeling. Did, yeah, yeah. did you guys ever see that that um, Bill Gates was sitting on a, a talk show? I forgot. He, and he said he gave the whole the whole spiel. He's like, the coronavirus out. We're gonna have a lockdown. Then we're gonna have a period of opening up. And then we're gonna go back into lockdown. And then we're gonna come out with this amazing vaccine. But he told the whole agenda. He's sitting there telling everybody. And I'm like, he just told him how it's gonna go. And that was before we even had the opening up period. So I was like, man. So he, yeah, I think they, I don't know, my personal opinion. I is. feel like we're getting jacked around yeah, just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, of course. It, it, yeah. It's the same level of um, of media push, it's, it, except this time it's not coming from left, or sorry, right-wing media, it's coming from left-wing media. Yeah, yeah. But like after 9-11, it was like, we need to go into Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I disagree. Shut up. We're going into Afghanistan. We need it's the like, oil. It's yeah. there. But there's no oil in Afghanistan. What are we doing in Afghanistan? <laughs> we're still looking for it. Stop it. What are we doing there? Stop. And they're just like, shut up. This is for national security mm. interests. We need this. And, and, and there would be protests. There'd be people marching in the streets. There was that thing. Like, while I was like in the, the military, end. I had no idea what I was doing the whole really? time. I was just like, I know I'm supposed to be fixing radios, but, like, I don't know why. So, <laughs> you know? Yeah, the, it's like, compartmentalization. It's like terrorism right? is real. It, literally. COVID is real. But the, the sometimes the amount of, not like, even reporting on it is fine. Right. Mm. I, I, could, I could watch terrorism today. Yeah. If it was a 24-7 news channel, I might put it on. Yeah, I'd watch it. Uh, but I wouldn't be like, there's a terrorism terrorist around in my toilet, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't be like McCarthyist about it. I wouldn't think like a red under sure every bed, better dead your, than red, all that better stuff. Than red, I mean, check your house, but, you know, there might you know, be terrorists. But, so it's like, it's fine to report on it because it's something that might be some interest it's to news. some people. It's, it's news. news. But like the, the, the push towards these actions... Mm-hmm. It, it, I feel like it's the same kind of media. Yeah. The the amount of media towards a direction. It's 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 the dangerous kind of propaganda. It's the same. I don't want to say this, but I will because this is the Matt Bigelow <laughs> show. And we say provoking shit. It's the same kind of propaganda that allowed a person like Hitler to be in power. And mm. you might say that's extreme. I was just gonna say, let's back that up a little bit. We're gonna oh, we're gonna back it up like a girl in Georgia. We're, <laughs> you see that? I kept it clean. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna, but, but no, seriously, like the propaganda, it was a message and message after message after message of things that seemed reasonable. Mm. They made sense. They used logic. And suddenly we had this leader that was the savior that everyone needed, much mm. like the virus, uh, the, the, much like the vaccine for the virus. Mm. And people were more easily placated. And this opens yeah. the window for you to be able to do a lot more. He did it. He did the virus vaccine thing. Didn't I he? know. Yeah, that was something I caught last night on the second listen through. I was like, oh, you swapped that around. I should have rang the bell. Yeah. If I had a bell, I'd rung it. Lost it. I was just gonna... <laughs> uh, some I'm other. I'm going to start saying ding when I need a bell. Ding. 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 One, one loud, deep ding. <laughs> <laughs> ding. Are you Fletcher on the ding? We need a ding from Fletch. Come on now. That's, that's our ding. <laughs> uh, some final thoughts on this. This show, if you guys are familiar with the YouTube personality, Phil DeFranco, I kind of harp on him a lot. Mm. This is what I wish Phil DeFranco had become because later in the episode, I think it's Matt Bigelow. I'm still kind of learning the voices. 
says, yeah, I used to be in conspiracy theories, but they got boring for me. It's like how you can only take so much of, I, I think the line was something like, uh, Hillary Clinton built the moon out of cheese or something like some mm. like real kind of dumb comparison. But you know, I, I dig the fact that like, no, we're not, we're not like that far out there in the realm of shit that could be happening. Like we're here. Uh, I think one of them works in the news media and he is stating that these numbers are getting flashed before us without any real context or actual testimony of what's happening from the medical professionals. And, um, in this specific episode, they talk, they kind of talk about uh, mass culture in Japan, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Um, they, they, uh, there's another person that, um, they mentioned, uh, it was like a, a medical sales rep who was, who told them firsthand that the masks don't do anything, but they still wear them to sell the product. Oh. And, and this was, I think pre pandemic that they were kind of talking about this. Yeah. Um, but They've it's been cool. Doing it for ages, haven't they? Since the old SARS, was it SARS attack on the or sarin attack on the um, on the subway in in Tokyo or something? That's that's when they. they oh, I them, vaguely remember they? that. I thought that's when that sort of came about. But like, yeah, it was the SARS stuff. Oh, and the, and the SARS stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, this is going into weekly rotation. It's the Japan What nice. podcast, and uh, I, I want to reach out to them see if we can't do a little. Uh, Swap, swap cast at some point. Yeah, Japan what? Japan what? Uh, the next one, this is my on-stream show. This is a returning classic, a fan favorite for all ages. It's motherfucking That Larry Show. Separate up, boys and girls. Get your crisis. Get your red-hot crisis. Whatever kind of crisis you want, we got it here at the Crisis Carnival and Superstore. You say your life is a little dull. You got a drama deficit. We can fix that. How about a nice, fresh pandemic? There's a hot new variant coming your way. Put your mask on, get your jab, then get a tattoo that says you're Pfizer proud and presto. You're back in the health crisis game. Oh, you don't like needles, eh? How about a little rain, a little drought? Whatever the weather, we'll make it a climate crisis. You, you sir, yeah, you with the gray beard and the Ricky Martin t-shirt. Are you a human being? Well, of course you are. How's about a nice humanitarian crisis? No? Well, I got a pocket full of Oxycontin. Can I interest you in an opioid crisis? Oh, you don't like that? Well, then just hop aboard that southbound bus over there. We'll take you to a border crisis. Or grab the westbound express to the homeless and housing crisis. Hey, look over my shoulder right here at the national debt clock and behold, a financial crisis. Say, lady, what's that buzzing around your bonnet? Looks like a couple of those murder hornets escaped from a killer insect crisis hive. Hey, hey, look up in the sky. What's that? Look up there. Yeah, that hole in the clouds. That's an ozone layer crisis. Oh, wait a minute. They fixed that one. No matter. We got a replacement. It's the Bitcoin energy crisis. Take your pick. Every one of them is an existential crisis. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. Step right up, boys and girls. Get your hot fresh crises right here. Hot fresh crises. Larry. Larry. Hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. 
Yes, that intro is so good. Larry. Fucking Larry. 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 Larry, get into bed now. If you think about it, those uh, teleprompter reading journos are no different from the carnival barker, are they? There's always <laughs> another crisis. In fact, all TV journos should be forced to wear straw hats, striped jackets, and carry bamboo canes. Uh, Larry is really hard to clip in the beginning because it's just it, it flows so well, and I, I, yeah. I couldn't bring myself to pull the intro out because I, it's just so good. Mm. Uh, that is scary scarily good actually brilliant returning champ uh, I think Sir Sir Seat Sitter was the last person to bring him yeah. um, very short shows if you're not familiar probably in the 20-25 minute range uh, Larry gets in and <laughs> hits you in the mouth and then gets the fuck out <laughs> there ain't no ifs and ors or buts ah, about it I mean sure. every word has that has its very specific place in his delivery. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I thoroughly enjoy every episode. He started, um, he started this new sort of theme for the show, the podcast for the road. And, uh, Ooh. yeah, I, I'm so, someone that's spent so much time traveling over the past couple of years. I really dig. I really respect that. Um, and it's, uh, just, you know, just phenomenal content, especially with the soundscapes and the music beds and the voices and the, uh, uh, what's it like the vocoders that he'll do for various characters like Fauci and whatnot? It's all thoroughly enjoyable. Mm, that's cool. Um, I only brought like the beginning of the show, uh, just because it flows so amazingly well together. And this is clip two. When cable TV was really getting traction, there was a channel for everything, right? MTV for the kiddies, VH1 for their parents, food channels, sports channels, mystery channels, classic movie channels, gardening channels, Zircon ring channels, shitty sitcoms from the 70s channels. Why isn't there a crisis channel? Because there have always been several. CNN, MSNBC, Fox, all the broadcast networks too. There's only one story anymore. The crisis. Do you ever close your eyes and imagine yourself on a wooden porch somewhere, sitting on a glider on a warm summer afternoon, without a cell phone in sight or a transponder tower within 50 miles? You want entertainment? Stroll down to the fishing hole, catch a few bluegills or sunnies, take them home and fry them up in butter and lemon. Then talk to your wife or girlfriend or kids or Aunt Griselda or whistle up the ghost of Uncle Leo on the astral plane. The point is, reject the artificial. Embrace the authentic. Midas, that sounds like exactly what you were saying, doing it for the two greater goods in your life. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. What a voice. I what know. a voice. There's, there's got to be a category, you know, best voice. And that, that's <laughs> nomination right there. I made a... Made a um, Collins a hog story. And I was like, if one of the side effects of taking the mRNA vaccines is that Larry Blydner would start to narrate the inside of my head, I probably <laughs> still wouldn't take the vaccine, but make it a whole lot more compelling. <laughs> yeah. He's got a job ready for him. Uh, one of our sponsors at the end of the show, I suppose. 
But uh, he really, uh, he succinctly matches it up with, um, you know, this whole idea of uh, Church of Woke and this idea of, uh, this idea of that it's synonymous with being in a cult. Regular listeners to this show know that my favorite psycho killer was Charles Manson. I found him endlessly entertaining. And while Charlie was crazy as a shithouse rat, he was not stupid. Have you ever had your own harem of dozens of women? Neither have I. But then again, they were all crawling with STDs. And Charlie used to befuddle his minions with a pastiche of philosophical and religious taglines he picked up from jailhouse scholars. And so, like most bullshit, it did contain some truths. One of Charlie's favorite bromides he would repeat was, Come into the now. <laughs> Which isn't half bad advice. A lot of people live their lives regretting the past or planning for the future, and the present just slips right past them. In these times, though, Charlie might amend his axiom and instead say, come into the real. Or, <laughs> I was going to say stay safe, but I guess Manson had always sort of been against the, uh, against the modern timeline. Yeah, but uh, the Crisis Carnival—that uh, that's another that's another coin for my book. The Memeganda Crisis mm-hmm. Carnival, the unraveling, the great unzipping, Dimension A, Dimension B. Yep, uh, it's a multifaceted die, and mm-hmm. every every single roll counts. Every single roll works, and that's yeah. what I got. Yeah, it'd be good. We'll be fine. You know, everything's okay in the end, guys. That's my motto. Keep telling that to everyone everywhere, and they're like, okay. I'm glad he thinks it. (laughs) (laughs) Stay positive. What else can you be? I don't know. Like, there's still a point where I don't know how angry and and outspoken and and verbal it requires. I I fully understand the idea of maintaining a peaceful balance, maintaining that sort of unity and 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 you know not straying too far to one side or the other side sort of not remaining neutral but just pointing out where both sides have their faults and where both sides are overstepping their boundaries but it's at the same point like is there is there a point where it becomes too much and you just you mm. know tell just just start being rude about it i don't know like where's the balance in there yeah, you yeah. Just, there's a there's a line for everybody and uh once you hit that line you just gotta stop being nice you know yep yeah you just gotta i mean you don't have to be like overly dickish but uh you know just like no i'm not doing that well i think it's the same point it's it's (laughs) uh you know we we could have this really rude and outspoken and like we're going to stand our grounds but the other flip side to that for me is just totally ghosting uh, just um, yeah, but, yeah, but, un- unperson but, yourself on, on on your own. Yeah, but that's that's disconnect, and and that's not what we need is is, is connectivity. It, what we need is just to, when when I say stand your ground, I mean just don't give up anything because if you give up anything to these people, you're never going to get it back. That is and true. And they'll step further and further and further, and before you know it, you've you 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 know you've stepped back. So but you don't go forward. You don't need to go forward. There's no there's no point in aggressive at this point because they're just they're going to fizzle themselves out trust me the post-wokeism is on its way 
Don't you worry about it, guys. This is going to happen. <laughs> well, well, the, we can only also, hope. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, they're they're woking, they're outwoking each other now. Um, yeah. it's, it's a big it, circle woke. It's all a big yeah. circle woking. <laughs> yeah. Circle work. I don't know. You got to do the yeah. work. You got to do the circle work. Like they're going to run out of of things to from the outside to be offended about and people to cancel, and they're going to start canceling each other. And then once everybody's canceled, nobody's canceled. <laughs> um, the big sites are just going to put up disclaimers that says, don't believe anything you read on this site. Everybody's lying and everybody's just saying things for entertainment purposes. They, they do that already though, don't they? They just, that, that happens anyway. You should have to, that should be a pop-up that you have to click away on any social media site and then they're done. They don't have to worry about it anymore. Oh, you know? I see what you mean. You like re- reflect it back on them rather than what they do to everyone else. D- just, yeah. Like when you go to Twitter, yes. as you're logging in, it says, yeah, 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 yeah. do this, not believe anything here. We should yeah. start up a movement saying that t- take these people off the, was it ICANN or something? No, we don't want them on there no, no more. <laughs> you know, so it goes up and it's like the little padlock is unlocked and everyone will be like, oh no, it's unsafe now. And get rid of their, <laughs> yeah, get rid of their certificates. Yeah. Yeah. Lordy, Lordy. Nice, the thing about certificates aren't, uh, not getting too technical into it. Certificates don't really mean anything anymore. No, of course they don't. They just it's, waste so you can, money, they're free, they, basically. Yeah, they're free and, and you're good to go. Like you go throw a Let's Encrypt and certificate on any site you got and you get the little padlock. Oh. All it says okay. is this person went and got a certificate. That's all this little padlock says nowadays. Yeah, top tip. Top tip from the top. Dude named Ben's everywhere. There you go. They all know that, I suppose. It's me <laughs> learning. It's me learning, everyone. <laughs> this is for all them dudes named Stan out there, I suppose. Bernadette. Well, Gwyf, would you like to start uh, on oh, stream on or off stream? Yeah. No, should we do is the bonuses there, isn't there? Let's do the bonus because we, we promised that. We might as well get rid of it. Is it the two that are solo? Yeah. I watched the uh, the Apple Developer Conference uh, presentation. Yeah, which one? Yeah, WWDC. Yeah, which I like watching because they tell you a lot more about, about what's coming and the features. <laughs> I only I have two. Th- what did you think, by the way, when you saw it? Yeah, you, did you? I'm sure you watched some of it, didn't you? Did you watch it? I watched a few minutes of it. I mm-hmm. liked the emojis in the audience, which is pretty much I couldn't tell the difference <laughs> from the old audience and the yes. emojis. Yeah. the same to me. Oh, and uh, it was rushed. I thought it was rushed, and I thought that there was no. It was just all incremental crap. Yeah, you're probably some. You're a big time, old time Apple user. I mean, I, they kicked me off the platform years ago, and I've never really gone back. No, I mean, I, I don't have, use an iPhone. I haven't used. You uh, voluntarily left. Yes, I left uh, several years ago. I, I just looking at this. I have to say two things. One, the what they're making is beautiful. It is so slick. All the it's incremental, but it's all these little things. All these little features, it's just, it is a beautiful, soft, marshmallow world. And increasingly, it is clear to me, if you stick with this platform, they will own you and make you stupid. <laughs> it, it is a complete lock-in. They are locking you in on everything. And content no longer will flow. They're going to, yeah. it's, it's all in the cards. They've no got problem. it all set up. It's going to but be this, safe for your protection. Since day one. Make it real pretty and attractive and suck you in and yeah. then, and pat you a lot on the head and say, don't worry, don't worry, we can do it. Yeah. And we can do it together. And then you become an Apple person. That's a great fucking clip. <laughs> you become an Apple person. <laughs> Marshmallow world, soft and fluffy. <laughs> I just, honestly, these guys, I was, so you're driving around and, 
And suddenly I heard them. I thought, do you know what? That would make a great bonus clip for the old misinformed donation. You know, it's great. I love it. They're so they're so good. They're the best. Pat, pat you on the head. <laughs> I, I used to be an Apple f- uh, fanboy, but I would always get my computers uh, probably a decade later um, wow. after they came out. So like, okay, I, I started with a G5 tower in like oh 2005 2006. Okay. You went down for the big purchase then. In uh, the- it was a uh, a college uh, like blowout sale. They they um, oh they sell off all the old gear and stuff. I think it maybe paid 150 bucks for it. Wow. Yeah. You got yourself some some I, decent hardware for that. I paid 150 for one of the iMac laptops, one of the toilet yes. seat the cool clamshell back in yeah the little clamshell back in like 2000 2001 whatever it came out. Um, uh, it, it, I was told that it had quote fallen off the back of a truck end quote (laughs) and i was like oh okay well i'll let you know if it's damaged (laughs) but no i i messed with it for a little while and ended up selling it um Uh, i had an iphone 4 just because it it was free with a two-year good one that was a very good one i enjoyed it i actually i didn't mind having it i didn't get jailbreak it or did you keep it Locked I in. just kept it. Um, I'm, I'm not huge on all that stuff for a phone. I just kind of use the phone as a phone right. and texting and listening to podcasts. Oh. Um, I'll just say my no agenda phone is the best phone I've ever owned. Hands down. £299 it was out of Curry's. Did the rest God, myself with the help heavy. of the dude named Ben. It's the, it's the only drawback is that you still have to give 300 quid over to Google. But once you, it's like a sort of emancipation deal. You're like, right, okay, there you go. That's the last down payment you get, you, you fuckers. I was and actually that's it. talking <laughs> about that this morning. I, um, especially with the grumpy old Benz, they'd been covering the, uh, you know, you pay more for it over time with the super sweet, um, uh, not, I guess, the financing on phones and stuff like that. Oh, right. It's, it's ridiculous. And I'm due for a quote-unquote upgrade. I'm getting ready no, to pay this phone off. And, get uh, out. Yeah. Get off the debt, debt scheme. It's a debt scheme. That's all it is. That's no, but 0% interest, it, yeah. I don't mind it. Um, yeah, but that's still bad, man. That's still on the, that's on the net, isn't it? It's just like you want to just get away from the whole thing. And don't well, give them the um, attention, like what the Japan woke people were saying, post-wokers. You know, what was it, Japan what? They were going, you know, don't give them the attention. If you right. don't give them the attention. Because they, they want away. you to talk about the, the COVID. That was the... the yeah, it's the same thing, though. If you just didn't... Like, I've replaced my the word Google in my head now with internet search engine. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Like walking around, I'm just like, yeah, I might uh, go check on an internet search engine to find that out. <laughs> yeah, talk about the most brilliant... Um, advertising campaign where you take your company and you make it a, a verb. Kleenex, Q-tip. Yep. Was it Hoover? Fat oh, cleaners. vacuum cleaners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Velcro. That one I'm not sure about. Yeah, it's, it's not, Velcro because like that's the company. Hook latch mechanism or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, hook and loop. Oh, uh, okay. Good, good name for a band, right? Like when I worked band? at the um, military supply store on the local military base here, uh, we called it. Everything was called hook and loop. Nice. There you go. There's confluence for you people. Yeah. So anyway, those guys so good. But let's let's dive into um, one of the other ones, and I'll I'll let you pick which one you want to do. But you know what order they go, and they start at the top and they work their way down. Um, I'm I'm intrigued by this uh, dog and pony show. <laughs> but these silly stories could be the difference between an entire operation going down or staying. That doesn't sound like the beginning one, does it? No, that's definitely not the beginning one. Well, let's explain uh, what's happened. 
we kind of sent them across and I, I did them one, two, three, four, five, six. See, I, I, okay, I got the intro here. This yeah, is intro. World's Greatest Con. I'm Brian Brushwood. I think I was, this is. Ooh. That's it. World's Greatest Con. Brian Brushwood, everyone. So I found this on the, um, someone um, tweeted about this on the No Agenda Social and it was Yetimon. I want to give a shout out to at Yetimon, Y-E-T-I-M-O-N. Like a Pokemon and a Yeti. I like that. I thought it was good. Uh, anyway, this show, I, I was looking for something to watch in the bath. I was having a shave. It's 40 minutes long and I thought, that sounds about right. So I stuck it on and it was phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. Uh, the production values, the just you could tell this guy was a magician. Um, that's what he does. Um, oh, cool. And he was just uh, brilliant how he sort of strung together um, these stories. Um, so yeah, play on with the next one and we'll see, we'll see where we get. And it seemed like it wasn't a lie that they were fancy monitors. I mean, they, they looked like big speakers. Dude even showed me a magazine article pointed to a price that right, said so yeah, $2,000. I think it is. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So basically he tells a story right at the beginning about how um, a guy stops him on the street and, and says, um, you know, I've, I've got these, these speakers here. Uh, and they're for this local strip joint, and um, they've, you know, they bought too many, so they said just, you know, just keep them or whatever, so selling them off for like real cheap, and, and you can have them. So, yeah, um, but yeah, play, play it from there, so because that's where he's at. Here's per unit. Told me a story about how they were supposed to be four ordered, but he had six instead, and the rest were going to be, you know, shipped back. And I thought to myself, there is no way any of this is true. These are stolen speakers. And in that moment, I had already begun to rationalize. I was already thinking about sweet class warfare while getting ahead myself. <laughs> Within 15 minutes, we both agreed on $300 for the pair of them. I went to the ATM with these assholes. I withdrew the money, gave them $300 and thanked them and then turned to my friend and mouthed the words, Oh my God, because I had just stuck it to the man. I had just bought stolen studio monitors. Oh yeah. <laughs> Better believe it. <laughs> I think it's time for a... <laughs> Cheers to that one. blue ribbon on my mind. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, everyone. Happy Father's Day. We just bought speakers. <laughs> we all know what those speakers are, right? <laughs> That's good. I like this. World's greatest con. Fuck yes. Yeah. But it's a simple one to begin with, but the actual one that follows is a is a brilliant, brilliant con. And and actually worthy of world's greatest con when you think about it. Um I don't know what the next clip holds, but let's play it and, and we'll see we'll see where we go. And I was so freaking stoked. Brought him home, turned it up very loud. Oh yeah. Coming out very impressed with myself. <laughs> Three weeks later, the girl I'm dating, I meet her brother. He's a student at law school. And I'm a bit shy about it, but I bring up the fact, I bring up the fact that I bought some speakers and I get to the part where I mentioned the white van and he nods and grins and says, Oh, wow, so you saw one of those guys. And I was like, what, one of those guys? What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, yeah, those guys, they sell the garbage speakers, they're garbage, but they make you think they're stolen. And that's when I realized I'd gotten got. 
You got got. You got got. Oh, that's funny. It's <laughs> a good show title, isn't it? You got got. One of my roommates used to do that. He'd buy really? speakers and sell them out of the back of his car. That's it. That's all you got to do. <gasps> Hype them it's up. It's legit, like they were. though, isn't it? Because you're not lying. You're saying these are speakers. Yep. And I guess it's he, mis misrepresentation or something. I, guess, I mean, he 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 pull up. Get you on that. Yeah, he pull up where all the teenagers were hanging out um, in their cars, yeah. you know, blasting their music. Yeah. And he'd pull up and he'd just say, "Hey guys, come look at this," and open up his trunk. And he'd have all these speakers in there. Music, just really loud. Mm-hmm. And he'd pull up and and show him the speakers in his trunk, and he's like, "Look, I can get it all a really good deal on these. I got them real cheap." And wink at him. Yeah. When he's not lying, he just bought some shitty speakers from this wholesale company. And, uh, and I mean, oh, the, the, the speakers were not terrible, but they weren't great. You know, um, what happened to him? Did he get, did he get rumbled? Did anyone rumble him? Oh no, no, you wouldn't rumble this guy. <laughs> Cause what happens if like they say, all right, then mate, come and then let's plug him in right now. We'll test him. Cause he's a right audio file. Well, then some specky guy comes out from the back. He's like, no, yep, no, no, I know the that's, latest stuff. Don't you worry about that. That's why you don't pull up to places that would have people who would know shit. You pull up uh, to places course. where you got a bunch of teenagers with mommy and daddy's money. Yeah, um, yeah. And there, you know what? They there were happy. Go. They that's would, uh, yeah, as long as the, the mark was audience. happy. This is what the guy, <laughs> the guy makes the point. He says, basically, the whole thing is in the approach. Yep. Nothing about the actual, it's all about just the right time, the right place, and that setting in the approach. The salesman. That's it. The basically. one thing that makes me think of is Darren O buying speakers out of the back of a white van. Leave <laughs> oh. <laughs> Darren out. Of Did he do that? <laughs> Did he do that? Did I miss something? No, I just. Oh, that's, yeah, you just that's saying that sounds like something. He'd... Oh, <laughs> no, it's not even something that he would do. I'm just like the absurdity of it. <laughs> <laughs> People love a deal, so if you give them that little incentive. And it goes back to what what was appeared earlier with the carrot and the stick, and and that's something that, like my five year old, I've actually tried been teaching her about the carrot and the stick, and just like how people can dangle the carrot and the donkey will move, and they can sit on the donkey and, and get get moving, just by using a donkey, and and the simplicity of that, and how you can use other things to get things going and make things happening. And it's it's all about that. It's all about selling it. Like the the donkey is conned because it sold the carrot, but the the stick and the string are there, and it can't see him. So yeah, when I don't know if y'all have done, ever done sales, but when you're learning about how to sell to people and all the little tricks, and you read the books and everything, you you start thinking all like that all the time. And when people come mm-hmm. to you, you're like, okay, so what are you trying to sell me? What are yeah, you trying to sell yeah. me? See, I um, never like that. Always. Everybody's trying to sell you something all the time. Um, not off. everybody. Some people just say hi, but um, yeah. yeah, you that's, gotta you gotta be aware. What is this person trying to sell me? Do you know, that's that's why I do the pubs because they come to the pub, and then you know they're there for what you're selling. So it's not like right. It's a dishonest trade. They're like they're there, and you say when they've had enough. So you're like, well, that's it. You've had enough now, and they're like, what? And you're like, well, you know, you can have a pint of water and stick around if you like because we quite like you. But uh, well, you can tell me when I've had enough. I'll tell you when you've had enough. I'm gonna have you more booze, that's for sure. And then someone nice <laughs> will come by and they'll sit next to them and be like, "Don't worry, mate. I'll have a chat with you for a while. You seem nice enough." And yada yada yada, and people make friends. That's how you do it, guys. You make connections in the real world, like Larry said. That was a circle back for the ages. James Saki, <laughs> come come at me, bitch. I'm gonna duck and, duck and have you. I'm, I'm literally going to wrestle her to the ground in less than a second. 
right, <laughs> right behind her. She tried to go for the move, and I do for the like the triple move. So I let her go then, and let her go again, and then whip her back round, and then that would be it. The third time would be the final time, people. The cock rises. The cock rises. It's like the figure eight. She goes to circle back, and you circle back. Yeah. So it's like a figure eight, and she circles back to you. You look forward to she it gets in, the, um, in the old extended cock universe, which is coming, guys. Don't you worry about that. Is this like the MCU? <laughs> yep, we're going to commission our own um, semi-autobiographical uh, graphic novel and have uh, Mike Riley and all the artists just do like really funny pains and put no agenda everywhere. And and uh, yeah, there's going to be a room for everyone in there. Don't you worry about that. It's the extended universe, the extended cock universe. <laughs> dot, dot com, people. Better go grab that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we could use a duck sound to bleep that one out. It's been done before. I think we might have to. Anyway, let's move on. So uh, the next clip's probably quite tasty, so let's just dive straight into it. Let me pull my list back up. Clip four. Doing pretty good so far. I'd let the fantasy overtake the reality. The reality was I was giddy at the prospect of sticking one to the man. The most beautiful thing about a con is how little the con man needs to do in the moment. He just has to set up the story because the person who's going to obliterate his morals for the fantasy, that's me. And I won't find out for three weeks until I meet my girlfriend's brother. There's a common phrase in my line of work. You can't con an honest John. It's because the honest John is somebody in that situation wouldn't even consider letting his morals be compromised. Wouldn't even occur to him. He would walk right past it. How many of us are truly honest? This is where got caught there a little, just a little bit. Yeah, that's the uh, just played into the next clip there. But the, he said, "How many of us uh, are really honest?" And when I heard that, I truly thought to myself, "Yep, I'm pretty honest. I'll tell people Coca Cola's pretty shit for them. They shouldn't drink it. Yeah, if they come into the pub, they're like Jack and Coke, like you don't want some of that. No way. No, no, no. What you want is some Kentish Cola, my friend." Only the best. <laughs> Get some of that cock cola, people. Hashtag cock cola. Coming for you. <laughs> Cockcola.com. You go woke, you go broke, people. So, you know, there's a room to, to expand when that happens. So let's make a move. Make a dive. Why not? Hold on. I got to write that uh, domain down right there. Cockcola. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm just uh, uh, just this sort of uh, constant idea factory at the moment. And it's... Um, <laughs> Beautiful. Change, change my diet. Change your diet. And change everything else. That's Shall nice. we continue with uh, clip five? Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. But these silly stories could be the difference between an entire operation going down or staying alive. If the Nazis spend any time chasing down a fake agent or changing their plans to avoid a fake agent succeeding, that would be a minor win. Every second they spend chasing phantoms is a second they're not doing actual Naziing. <laughs> Chumley knows the value of a fraud. He knows how damaging false information can be. And think about it, we've all lived this. Remember how stupid meeting up with someone was before cell phones? You would miss them by 15 minutes, both of you would waste an hour standing in the wrong spot. Do you remember how dumb the world was when Siri didn't correct all of our clocks every daylight savings time? Bad information costs time, money, energy, and in war, lives. Misinformation costs lives, people. 
That's why we do misinformed donation, so that you can be misinformed correctly. <laughs> misinformed in all the right ways. That's what I'm saying. A bit of uh, informed dissent as well. Misinformed dissent, maybe. Yeah. Misinformed ascent. There you go. Another show title. Ding, ding. Write that one down. Dot com. Anyway, so basically... <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, so basically what he had said was after that story was that the world's greatest con was actually what um sir ian fleming came up with when he sold the germans a ruse uh, by way of dropping a dead body out of a hospital off the coast somewhere but the dead body would be uh, dressed up as a soldier and been had been given a thorough backstory because they tried this time and time again about seven times and um, by the end, they had perfected it. And it's just amazing that the uh, Nazi regime was so full of hubris as to not recognise that they were getting duped. Um, never, because they was always like picking it up, picking it up. But that final time that they did it and it made them trick that they was going to go somewhere else. So let's plow on with the next one and we'll see what he's got to say. But here's how it reads. Quote, a body is obtained from one of the London hospitals. The lungs are filled with water and documents are disposed in an inside pocket. The body is then dropped by a coastal command aircraft. On being found, the supposition in the enemy's mind may well be that one of our aircraft has either been shot or forced down and that this is one of their passengers. <sighs> I don't know. As an outsider, I want this to work so bad. But to be honest, as a betting man, this pitch is a mixed bag. On the one hand, yes, we do know that Nazis can be fed false information, but we also know they walk right past it when you do. We've watched this exact plan happen. We know the top brass is risk averse, but we know that the fate of the free world depends on this. And this is the moment that word comes down from on high. Chumley gets the word. The plan is rejected. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> I love, love that music bed. That's great. <laughs> yeah. It was, is the, the production levels on this thing and, um, you could see it's very well thought out and it's, and it, this is the first one. So, and there's only two, so I can't recommend it to Sir Bertram Rose when he turns up eventually, if he ever turns up, which he will do, I'm sure. But anyway. Brushwood is no slouch. I've been following him for a decade at least. Okay. Um, yeah, he's, when he, when he gets into something, he does it right. Nice. Um, he follows me on Twitter. There you go. That was a big, big, so, big day for me when he followed me. <laughs> there you go. That's nice. That's cool. I think his he's got a podcast sort of, with his daughter also. He's a pro. He's a pro. You can mm -hmm. hear it in his voice. You can hear it in the way he sells things. Um, everything about him is something interesting and uh, unique, and you want to spend time with it. And in the podcasting universe, that is essential. You really want to have that. Have you um, ever seen his YouTube channel, Scam School? No, I haven't. It's very interesting. He does lots of, um, he basically goes to bars and finds patrons at bars and tries to scam uh -oh. them out of a beer. 
and it's like mm. little card tricks or you know and what does the owner of the establishment think about this oh it's it's all consensual like he sits mm. down with the, with the uh, person at the bar and says hey look you know this is this is my yeah. show scam school i try and trick I you had one one magician in the pub one magician in the pub once when i was very very little in my dad's pub and he nicked everyone's watch and put it on and did all that sort of stuff and then at one point he did a, a card trick where he did a magic trick and the card wasn't there in the pack and they looked for it and it's like it's not there it's not there and it's like oh yeah that's because it's above you and it was on the ceiling and it stayed on the ceiling for years and years and years and nobody could work out how it was done because everyone's in the in the pub the whole time at the wow. one of our local pubs there is a dildo stuck to the ceiling wow. i'm imagining it got there by um some sort of accident really uh, <laughs> some sort of projectile uh motion perhaps oh, my word <laughs> no it's there really impressive because <clears throat> it's like it's like 20 foot ceilings like it's a really Wowza. high ceiling this place. <laughs> that's a launch and a, a cling as well it's got to have some some viscosity vis, viscous no, you know, viscosity no, like a viscous biscuit you know one of those things and <laughs> But Scam School is good too, Brian's. Uh, it's just neat little tricks, and he actually tells you how to do it. And this yeah. is the same dude for both of these shows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he used to do a show called Cord Cutters, um, talking about oh. getting off of cable and going to. He did. Um, okay. He was on nice Twit. Guy. He was on Twit a lot. Um, there you go. I did not know yeah. any of this. There you go. Didn't do my research at all, as you can tell. Oh, yeah. He's literally five minutes before the show. He's been around. He actually had a TV show on like a real cable network, like discover or something like that very nice yeah that's it pro pros abound guys pros everywhere yep. it's a it's a very uh, it's a fluid scene and it's a brilliant scene and i think it's probably the what we were speaking about earlier with the la resistance i call it the nation um and i think everyone on this side can join it willingly because we can just say right we're that and that defeats everything because you just look at it from that point of view and maybe you know that might fling back from the future in the old uh, extended cock universe to save the day once or twice <laughs> in the in the second part for sure <laughs> or in the uh, the new cock rises <laughs> yeah we'll get there we'll get there um so let's plow on with the uh, the wonder that is world's greatest con now to repitch this to the top brass, Chumley and Montague, they're gonna have to find a body and it's gonna have to be in good condition, good enough that a medical professional can at least give it a cursory glance, hell, maybe even a full autopsy. But the body would have to move from London to wherever they could drop it. Then it has to be found by the right people. Those right people need to see evidence of a spectacular story, the big move covering the small move. This is a key, it's gotta be a doozy. Romance, heartbreak, valor, tragedy, dazzling and engrossing everybody who runs across it. This razzle dazzle has to be enough to prime the right people for the hook. The misinformation would have to be even more impressive than the fake backstory not just wartime correspondence. It would have to come from the right level of allied military leadership. It would have to be written by them so that nobody was suspected as being a fraud because buried in all of this big, big movement is the small move, the most important move, the one that changes worlds, the lie that the allied invasion of Sicily is the fraud and that the real attack will come for the Balkans. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. There you go. Information wins wars, man. Yeah, and mis misinformation costs lives. 
Sorry. Have you ever heard? I, I believe it was Sun Tzu, uh, the Art of War guy. I could yeah. be wrong on that. Um, well, who the story is about that there was a walled village that was, um, there was an invading army going to come in and just destroy the place, right? Yeah. And the, the townspeople had no chance of winning this fight. So Sun Tzu came to the village to help them strategize to figure out what to do. And he mm-hmm. said, open up all of your gates, light up your town with lights as if you're inviting them in. Mm-hmm. And then Sun Tzu went and sat on top of the wall mm-hmm. in the direction that they were coming from and sat there playing his, his little whatever instrument he played, just sat there. And when the army came up, it was confusing to them. So they stopped before they just ran right in. And they were like, you know, who are you, old man? And he's like, oh, I'm Sun Tzu. Um, have you heard of me? And the general or whoever was like, oh. And then Sun Tzu was like, yeah, yeah. y'all come on in. Hey. The gate's open. Come on. You want some and sushi? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and I, I may be wrong. It may not have been Sun Tzu, but I've heard that story. I was like, that's marketing right there. <laughs> they they turned around and left. They Great were like, guy. oh, no, this is a trap. <laughs> yeah, Sun Tzu. He was the Mim- Mim Agenda uh, 101. Yep. <laughs> the proto guy. Got a copy of that book sitting on my desk here. That's it. Old edition of it too. <laughs> in the original in the original language. <laughs> I wouldn't so, say that old. Have fun with that. <laughs> so was that was that it with the uh with the world's greatest con or is there any more? That was clip number seven. Uh it, seven then, it looks yeah. like. So why don't we do our, our second bonus just to find out what that is because we might as well, right? We got it there. New York Times had a very interesting article that caught my eye, uh, and this is regarding the withdrawal from Afghanistan. And it so confirms our theory that the only reason we're there is to continue the the uh, endless supply chain, the rat lines of the poppies for, yeah, for the pharmaceutical, CIA. yes, and for the CIA for their for their illegal drug slash weapons trade. So here's the headline: CIA scrambles for new approach in Afghanistan. And, and here's the problem. There's, they won't have a base. They need a base that can handle large transport planes that is not too far from the poppy fields. And they're now, you know, and Pakistan doesn't want them anymore. You know, after we, we got that, uh, we got the phony bin Laden there. Um, and so they're even going so far as Kyrgyzstan trying to get a base there. And trying to, mm. trying to use other countries' bases, they're flipping out. They don't know what to do. It's like uh, we need a base. We need to load these planes. Uh, uh, <laughs> Something to keep our eye on as they try. They're going to have to rerunning that. That's uh, well, since the New York Times is a some sort of a psyop for mm-hmm. the CIA, mm-hmm. we have to kind of deconstruct it. Why do you think that article is running in the New York Times in the first place? Is this like a message? Hey. It's like, here's our problem. Mm-hmm. We can't do this anymore here. Is anybody out there can help us just let us know? I like it. Two clips that specifically bring up Afghanistan. Yeah. We're vibing. Um, mm-hmm. But um, it's just brilliant because I, I know I titled that. Was it CIA in distress? You know, like D-I-S. D-R-E-S-S. Oh, that's quite funny because they, they, that's what they are, aren't they? You know, they're just they're, 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 they're scratching around. Like when I was watching YouTube earlier, it came up with like an advert, like a banner ad. And I was like, wow, that's a new one. A little banner ad, like placed it on top. For the CIA? I don't know. It was just YouTube. Huh? It was just on, on YouTube. 
Oh, okay. You've never oh. seen banner ads on a YouTube video? Oh, well, I have, but then it was my daughter watching something, and I was like looking at it, and I was thinking, hmm. Oh, yeah, YouTube Kids is... stuff, man. YouTube Kids is a very... Uh... And do you know what she said about it? Hey, Dad, can you buy this for me? Jesus. Yeah, so I was thinking about clipping it and then, uh, you know, dissecting it, maybe taking it down the old uh, uh, podcast route. I've got a show ready for it. You can. And uh, <laughs> should launch on the network, on the uh, on the Cock Network, everyone, cocknetwork.net. <clears throat> it's definitely a, a bizarre hole to, to dive down to is the whole Elsa Gate and the uh, YouTube Kids algorithm. Well, you know, you get banned for talking about it, don't you? And so, you know, you're over the target. Oh, right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yep. You know, if you get, you get banned for talking about it, they're like, you know, if you get banned for talking about Nazis because you're over the target, it's like you're talking about them. They get a bit shy. You can't, you can't rep Nazis and tear Nazis apart if you ban Nazis. So if you, if you let Nazis live, then you can let them stand there in the public forum, the perfect forum for Nazism, because everyone goes, you evil fascist, get off this platform we hate you. Die. Please die. You know, they get the most hate and, 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 and humanity will be cleansed of that in that act. But they don't. They they stunt that that they, they by, by banning them and saying, no, not on our platform. No, no, no. That's not right. And it's the whole it's, thing of uh, you you become what you speak. And if you just. Yeah. It's like, you know, instead of instead of talking to a person and calling them a Nazi, just put a mirror there. Point into that, that mirror. Right? And, 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 and just watch that fucking progression. You know, put an arm around a Nazi, guys. Do what Jesus would do. Talk to him. Say, guys, you know, it's not right. What are you doing here? It's no good. No it's good. It's like that. Like that black guy who befriended a whole bunch of KKK guys and got him to yeah, stop well, being KKK guys because he befriended yeah. them and talked to them. And if you if you just ban all these people, they go into caves and holes and yeah, reinforce each them. other. You want yeah. to see him out in, the, in um, the that conspiracy theories guys stuff about the Antarctica because they're listening to the podcast too. Everybody, even the Nazis, <laughs> everyone's here. It's the scene. It's the scene at the moment. Way down south. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves it because we're just talking free and it's so refreshing, um, so unheard of, and it's so easy these days, so accessible with uh, podfathergear.com. You can quite easily produce a sound like the Podfather himself. Ain't nobody got money like that. No, I'm just trying to <laughs> rep for the podfathergear.com. Maybe get some banner ads on there once in a while. Get some donations going. Noms, everybody. Hashtag noms. Yeah, so let's plow on with um, my uh, my next, which is the, uh, it was on stream, but I couldn't verify whether it was on stream or not, but it should be if it's not, because it's Sir Gene, Duke of Texas, and, um, and his chat with Defango, which was his first interview, episode 15, I back in January, to, I should imagine. I have to step away for just a moment. Oh, all right. Do you want me to waffle on for a bit? No, yeah, go, no, go ahead. Clip, go ahead. I'll be back. I can I act can like I listen to it. I'm really good at this sort things. of thing. <laughs> All right. We'll fix it in post. It'll be, we'll it'll be grand. It'll be grand. Yeah, listen, we'll, yeah, we'll do it. Uh, time so travel. I believe this we'll should extended be... Extended universe is, is possible with anything, guys. It's the, the one and the only, the replacer of both the Marvel universe and the DC universe. And we will have ads for both of those products at the end of this show. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll... Uh, We'll do it than Black Widow. We'll do it better than Black Widow. It, it'll oh, be, have you uh, seen that? No, not yet. 
Uh, I I did check out the first two episodes of Loki. The keeper wanted to to oh, watch them. Of course, them. that's out now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I will say, episode two, they they I was smacking the fuck out of my mental bell. I was just like, ding, ding, Flip ding. Oh, dude, it's it's so pros, in your face. It's so the best in your face. wizards there are. I'll tell you that they're very good. Even Loki himself would be proud of what they're doing. In yeah. fact, they would they would name it after him in some sort of patronage if you, in some weird way, if you could think if they could shoehorn the word Loki in there just to get that into the public consciousness and and sell the orange Nazi, um, they would do. But have they done that? No. Oh, it is kind ha- of. Oh, they have done that. Oh shit. It have. is. It is frustrating because I've I've you know I'm middle middle of the road millennial. I, I grew up with a lot of this uh, modernization and and. Um, just taking pop culture and really making it mainstream. Oh, and yeah. it, it's kind of, it's frustrating. Cause like, you know, don't, don't take over this stuff to hash out your agenda. I know that it's, it's nothing new and it's all part of the plan, but get it the fuck out of here. Go back to, you know, doing whatever you were doing beforehand, dropping fucking leaflets from the air or some shit. Wasn't that always what they were doing though? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was looking into old, uh, Jezza Corbin cause he's such a, uh, a leader over here and his dad's been scrubbed from Tinternet. and i was looking around trying to find out what about his dad because you always if you want to look about someone you know check out the patronage a little bit see what they're, they're doing and that like with old bojo the clown his dad was in uh, g7 with a load of extinction rebellion nut nuts and there was these like parade of red ladies from the handmaid's tale and they were walking down the street and they went on the beach and they walked along a pier and god bless blooming people of the uk someone stripped off to their boxes dived in the ocean <laughs> swam up, climbed up the pier grabbed one of them jumped off with them <laughs> and then all the handlers appeared you know she's trying to swim but she's also drowning so now he's saving her life and pushing her towards the pier and saying climb up there you stupid twat That's what you get for <laughs> running around in that sort of nonsense trying to trick people and that bollocks <laughs> that's where we're at you know there's just great uh small moments everywhere it is uh, a different kind of battle that we're in it's um uh, a war like there's never been in many many ways and also in many many ways this is like every other war that's ever been so (laughs) just buckle up and sit tight because everything will be okay in the end might be a bit of a bumpy ride. Nah, you guys just buckle up and just just suck it up. Like every, it's it's like being in the ultimate relationship, you know. When I'm, with, I'm getting married on uh, Tuesday, and oh, thirteen shit. years with the old missus. Yeah, thirteen years, missus, uh, years. I'm trying to drop the old um, Insta dame on her, but she ain't interested. But I might just do it anyway, just for for hell's sake you know because the old no agenda people have given great value to my life and i do give back regularly in a recurring uh, subscription when paypal lets me because most of the time it cancels me <laughs> within what a month or two all the time and i actually should check again because it's probably done it again but pretty soon i'm just gonna just do the big lot because that's the best way to do it guys just get it done go and get yourselves because it's part of being a digital kingdom that has, has never really existed in a way that has a cause that has never really existed, uh, and it's sort of the the counter stream to the the big the big stream, and it's great. It's how we it's how we just uh, naturally invade uh, evade and invade um, by dead Lenin's protocols of 
what was it? What has he said? Oh, um, the best way to uh, defeat your opposition is to lead them. And that's kind of what we're doing by being globalists. You know, I'm talking to you guys, you're over there. I talked to Chris Wilson and uh, all that lot in Australia all the time on Jitsi and everywhere else. Um, so, yeah, have heart. Everything will be all right in the end. Again. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we should we should just plow on with the uh, with the next, <laughs> next clips because they're, they're good and I can promise you that. All right. Uh, this is clip one. Hi, how's it going? I'm Defango, a.k.a. Manuel Chavez. The third or the turd, depending on how you know me. Uh, and uh, I like to build things. Yeah, I bought a pizza with Bitcoin. I've spent more money in Bitcoin than people could imagine. I've lost more money in Bitcoin now than people could imagine. Like, I got a phone stolen one time where they had five Bitcoins on it. That's $250,000. And I lost that phone at Coachella. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, there you go. Defango, everybody. The leader of Gitmo.life. Is it Gitmo.life? Gitmo.life? Gitmo.life.life? I don't know. Anyone? Trial room? Uh, I thought that one had shut down. It was a, uh, yeah, Gitmo, Gitmo.life or Gitmo. I don't remember now. I thought You're talking about the other NAS social, right? The MISCI instance that was running alongside the Fediverse as commanded by the Podfather will swim in several, um, you know, schools of fish like like Moa's proclaimed and uh, it will be done. It's real easy to fuck up an instance. Is it really? Yeah, it is. I fucked up my first one. Did you? I had to re-roll it. Yep. That's okay. I think people are quite willing. With me with the noagendaphone.com, everybody, um, it's when an app crashes like Newpipe, I just, you know, swipe again, open it up, type it in, and it works. And I can do cool shit, like download it and speed it up in pitch and below pitch. So there's a great song I love, Kurt Inder, Love, which is unceremoniously just been stripped of its uh, rights in Spotify and um, YouTube uh, music. Um, So the guy is just like now just creating hundreds of accounts and just releasing his songs over and over and over again in different pitches and different tempos. Um, with weird ass videos, which is a brilliant way to say, screw you guys. What? Because he obviously <laughs> said, I want more money. You guys are screwing me over. And um, they've just banned him or something. I don't know. It, it was there and now it's not. It's all greyed out though, which is weird. And it was like greyed out all over. So I don't know what's going on with Kurt. I don't know about Kurt. Maybe Kurt is up to some sort of trouble and I shouldn't be supporting him. But I love his songs and... Uh, now we get into the old Michael Jackson territory. Should we listen to him still? He does do one good song. I, I hate it when an art. I find out that an artist I like is a pile of shit in real life. Yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? I try to avoid like any kind of celebrity news just for that reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a, you, you're listening to it. Oh man, I love this, and then you start thinking. Yeah. It's like Neil man. Diamond got ruined for me, and then now can't you know i just don't i'm not really into neil diamond but i see everybody else is into him and it's like um stay safe you know (laughs) was it was it the girl you'll be a woman soon part that (laughs) gave it away or (laughs) yeah just sweet caroline and oh Oh, and yeah and everybody at the bar they they just divorce it's the divorce like she said about the safe in the divorce and it got settled and when you know you look at court papers they say that so i mean what you got to argue 
That's why, like, uh, Jamie Deluxe's channel, he he goes through a lot of the celebrity yeah. blind items and stuff like that. And I mean, we were also feature sponsored by the um, you know the great courts of these uh, the global global order, the global the globalization courts of justice that are everywhere streaming justice in Fletcher's voice. We can edit that in in post, can't we, guys? <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll get on the line with them in the back channels. Let's play on with Defango because we should we should get back on track. And uh, this this stuff is interesting, so let's listen to it. Uh, clip three. We're now looking at the banks in a different, complete way. They're actually investing into Bitcoin as an asset. So you know, another critical function of the blockchain is about to be realized. And you know, I've said this for a long time, but that the blockchain is a trap, and it's not a trap for people. It's a trap for the banks. But it takes the people in order to the, make the trap. Sweet enough for the bad guys to come get it, I guess you would have to say. Like, it has to be a big enough nut for them to get interested into it. And they'll be interested in a trillion dollar market cap, but yep. even then, it's going to put the thumb screws on them even more than what a normal person would think because, you know, it's not regulated. It's going to bring in regulation, but this is the point in time where the banks have the most to lose because they're. St- so greedy that they're actually going to try to manipulate this thing and i think we're going to see it very soon within the next couple of weeks like we'll see the first dtfs we'll see a big drop and then like over the next year or two we're probably going to watch the market go crazy and it's just going to be because it's not like the stock market you know this stuff's still not regulated these big companies have been doing it on the side and manipulating the market for sure and I mean, they spent the last three years planning their attack, and it's about to happen. But what they don't understand is that it was designed for this, right? Like, Dang. somebody <laughs> back in the day that put this thing together had the the prescience to understand that the banks were going to be coming, and when they would be coming, and how they would be coming. And oh, they put something in there that's going to stop them. The that's banks nice, are coming. There's an ISO for you guys. That's how you send an ISO to Adam and John so they can have an ISO for no agenda. I'm not going to do it myself, but I'll just let someone else do it. They can have the glory. Was, that the was glory. a very uh, Sun Tzu approach. Yeah. yeah. Almost as if we... Uh, Town's open. Come on in. Dead Lenin's in my soul, people. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> So, um, yeah, this show is fantastic. It's Sir Gene Speaks, and he is Duke of Texas, uh, and he has been a positive influence in podcasting since its inception um, through uh, great friendship and patronage to our podfather. God bless his soul. Um, it's a great show, and everyone should be partake in what, what in what he says because he just chimes in in every single way sometimes he interviews people like darren o'neill and the podcasting 2.0 people and sometimes he just has something to say so he'll just say it and it might last 25 minutes it might last an hour it might last however long it takes for him to get his point across which um is is really admirable and uh, hopefully i look forward to be on it at some point that'd be great honor to be interviewed by um you know Sergene, Duke of Texas. So, 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can formally submit your, uh, you know, consent to something in many ways. I wish Jeffrey Epstein was more adept at that sort of thing. We would be in a much better world if people in his position were like that all over and um, in the majority. But unfortunately, they're not. But in, uh, soon that might change. You never know. I mean, it seems like it's changing to me with the with the whole, you know, massive cult that is BLM. These people are being tricked, but they seem to be tricked in the right direction, especially the next cell, which No Agenda has mentioned about the, the rich being the bad guys and the whole sort of Robin Hood thing. And also, you know, the confluence of that with the with the. Uh, with the app Robin Hood and the movement in the markets and stuff. And I think these guys actually go on to talk about it. So let's plow on with those clips. Uh, number four. Shitoshi Nakamoto took what the blockchain was and made a cryptocurrency out of it. And the reason they did this was to prove a point or it was to solve a mathematical problem the byzantine the byzantine fault tolerance which was basically bitcoin was the answer to this age this question that nobody had been able to answer and it was like a physical representation of what you could do and it was kind of like a beta and i don't think that like a lot of people realize you know what the what the private keys are actually that they're hunting for are you yeah, know, like most they don't, people I don't. don't. I'd, I'd say 99.999% don't. That's nuts. Holy shit. This just rocketed to a whole new level for me. Oh, yeah. My squeaky chair's going to do it. I'll tell you that. Oh, you wait. This thing's getting there. So are they saying that... Well, I mean, they said it, but... The, the blockchain fault theory bollocks? I don't know. I've never I'm heard not of smart enough like to that. know. Yeah. That. Basically, it's prime numbers. So when you think of the most high prime number that we can think of, human brains has only got to a certain point, and now our computers have only now got to a certain point. But so what we've done is we've monetized that issue by uh, creating Bitcoin, and that, in essence, is one of the. And so when I looked into it with some dude named Benz on Jitsi, the best kind of dude named Benz you want to hang out are the ones on Jitsi. They're uh, they're very friendly and um, they'll do things for you. A uh, price sometimes and sometimes not. So there you go. Very cool. Yeah, uh, I've uh, some, I've kind of slept on this show. I've I'd only checked the ones with the uh, the fake Adam Curry interview and uh, Wait, was Tina that the fake? Keepers. As far as I was aware, I thought it was a, a lot of post-editing. Um, he'd pulled some clips. I, I, I could be totally wrong. Uh, it could be a baseless claim. I think claim. it's legit and it's a joke. Oh, shit. Yep. That's my take. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? I'll ask him whenever it, he gets me on. I think we're waiting judge. Maybe that he was saying that it was a, uh, it was a not a real one. So people wouldn't bother Adam inviting him on the show or whatnot. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, when you did Sir Gene, why won't you do my show? I'm exactly. a knight. I'm a duke. Um, hey, hog story. Hog story. Once, once Adam on, you know the stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah, I, I sent Adam an email. Notes. It's beautiful stuff. It's so funny, and at least once, just like maybe once a year, by as duty, and we'll pay him. We'll say we'll all chip in a knighthood each, and then he'll come. Right? If we did thirty three of those. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I, I gotta, I gotta start doing rise, that. Everything would be great. <laughs> the extended cock universe is unstoppable. With Adam Curry. <laughs> With Adam Curry. <laughs> there we go. I asked Adam, like, I know that 
he he's doing a lot with the podcasting 2.0 stuff right now but i sent him an email and said you know next time you're in front of a mic would you mind just recording a fact or two about podcasts so when we do our fun fact friday podcast episode oh. we'd have something from the creator of podcasts no. and uh and you know he hadn't responded and it's cool it's totally cool i get it he's uh very busy but uh that would be awesome to have that on there what you want to do is uh, subject donation, send him an email alongside a $333 donation and say, <clears throat> um, Dame Jennifer said, if if you would be so kind as to uh, do this, and then he might do it, you never know. Dame Jennifer is a sweetheart. Have you, have you ever met her or talked to her or anything? Well, my, one, my second best Jitsi meet was christmas eve and i was wrapping the missus's presents and there was dc girl and dame jennifer and i got on and they were like oh quiff and i was like merry christmas ladies i'm doing the old presents and i held up all the presents i said this is what i got a little cute t-shirt some boots (laughs) you know all that sort of stuff second best second best i'm close enough that we can go to her or some of her meetups oh she's the the most darlingest sweetheart there is she's going to head up the the old no agenda agency so all of us struggling actors can get some work wink wink nudge nudge boobs you know what i'm saying oh yeah and um man i gotta get on jitsi need to wake up on this i'm just gonna have it running on a raspberry pi in the corner constantly that's the dream so uh, there's going to be a 24 7 and it's like bbc2 if anyone's been to britain you've got bbc1 with all the heinous stuff and then bbc2 is there with some stuff sometimes to watch and would the third one be bbc cock oh no no (laughs) well that's the emancipation of uh, the kingdom of kent everybody that's kexit so i I, I reckon if you can get get away with getting britain out of europe and brexit why can't you get kent out of britain and kexit and then after that i I aim to do um sucksit which is the 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 old county next to it and it's um, got brighton which is the only place in britain that is run by the green party and so me and my cousin has already started seeing uh, sowing the the seeds of, of discontent down there because it's a brilliant little place but also batshit crazy so yeah it's great May get I... stuff done the extended cock universe is coming I'm, I'm a little i'm a little shook at the moment tell you the truth <laughs> <laughs> we said you know the show's uh, good show so let's 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 make it a great show and uh even better show and uh we're just this is a great show so let's buy with the clips because they're very interesting if people understood that the those prime numbers associated with those private keys and those unlocked uh blocks of bitcoin that you get every time that you know something's undone you know every time that they find a new one you know it's a mathematical thing you know the blockchain is like a thought of the next potential prime numbers that we've never even seen or been able to calculate up to a very very high number and you know once the blockchain is complete right the first one at least and all the rest of them that are different don't follow the same association but once that's done you know like a lot of mathematical throughput that needed to get done that was possibly going to take a hundred million years just got done and (laughs) like 10 and all they had to do was monetize it right and i think that's what the yeah you monetize people and their greed exactly you know use human nature to uh solve a problem this shit's so far above my head and i'm really grateful that that uh that you and sir spencer and need us like bring this crazy shit for me to hear i i don't even know where i would start to to 
learn about it on my own. <laughs> I mean, Defango is a very interesting person. He live streams a lot. He's very approachable, anybody. If you want to reach out to, to Defango, he's um, a lo- lovely guy by all accounts. I haven't actually spoke to him personally, but I know people that have. And um, yeah, he's very approachable. He'll teach you how to set up an instance. He'll teach you how to use MissKey, which is the Japanese version. As long as you've got a strong Google Translator. I know, I know, but it's the best one there is. Um, that's the one he used anyway to to set up. I think um, from what I gather, I might be wrong. It has been known, but um, yeah, he seems like a nice guy. And in this interview, he's he's got he's, he's got a good point of view about something that I've never really heard about. Like what when the guys talk about what is a great question, I'd say a great question these days is what is Bitcoin? And I think that was shit. I lost my list. Jesus, Booberry. Yeah. What, what do you think? <laughs> Fuck iTunes, okay? Fuck like iTunes, okay? Where's suspense <laughs> with his little bowling thing? Ah, oh, bless him. I know. I I'm, a little virtual I'm, suspense. Like I'm podcasting with a handicap today here, all right? No, you're okay. doing well. You're holding the stuff together, and we all thank you for that because you are the one that posted stuff. You are the one that has, um, you know, really led the drive with getting us all together every week and saying, come on, let's do this. And uh, we we got to thank you for it at some point, so we might as well do it now. Um, so thanks, babes. You're, you're top bloke. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Sorry. What What do you think uh, from a realistic standpoint? If you have banks, you have uh, large funds starting to get into Bitcoin. Could we get to a point where they decide to sort of group up? So it's not any individual fund that could do it, but they could effectively plan a uh, a takeover of Bitcoin. You are a smart man. Yes, this is this is a thing that they could actually do. And it's something that the only protection for the Bodelia protection against it would be the fact that you wouldn't be selling you would have to literally hodl your bitcoin and not sell it in order to stop it. But if you look right. at what happened with GameStop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, so like if we take the GameStop references that they don't have the same kind of control here. Like they can't tell these guys they can't force these guys to stop selling you shares and they can't tell them that you have to make them sell you shares so it becomes this point where there's a lot of people like shatoshi nakamoto and you know many others who have you know mined untold thousands of these bitcoins and literally just they're sitting places and they're not doing anything and and many uh, in many references, it's like, you know, Shitoshi Nakamoto is kind of like the KLF in the sense that, you know, he's got that 50 Bitcoin shit. And then there's just like other, you know, I think a thousand Bitcoins over a certain amount of period of time that got mined out. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people out there are expecting this this individual to come forward and be like... Hey, I'm gonna cash this stuff out. It was me and whatever. And I just have always seen it as the direct opposite, where it's like the KLF, they burned a million pounds just to say they could do it. And you know, it's like Satoshi Nakamoto, he didn't even save the private key for his first initial wallet. And who knows if he actually kept the keys or even has the keys for well, any of that, the other that's ones. A common mistake. I think a lot of us never saved the key to our first private wallet. Dang. <laughs> they knock shit over on my desk, but ding, yeah. Who's done that? Lost a bit of Bitcoin. Who oh, you seem to have dropped off quite it? a bit in your uh, in your volume. Oh, 
Oh, that's because that dog was barking next door. I do apologise, everybody. Had to turn it down a little bit. My the next door neighbour's dog came out. It's a little, little barky little thing that gets cooped up in a little house all day long. So, I send out some prayers, everybody. Anyway, is there um, a uh, is there a percentage that uh, that they estimate is lost to? Um, they say forty. Forty percent. Well, this is the thing. Is is the argument here? that Defango is making that by losing your Bitcoin, you're doing it the best benefit that it can have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like, but uh, then would, wouldn't if the 51% take out, this is my question to do no bends and Bitcoiners and everyone everywhere. If the 51% takeover happened by the banks and they say increased the decimal numbers that Bitcoin went into. So sats would become you know, resets or, you know, set sets and then it'd be like reset sets and stuff like that. Do you see what I mean? Right. Um, they couldn't, they infinitely add to the, to the, on the negative side and create some sort of crazy, um, inflationary, uh, you know, re- reverse currency where a Bitcoin was never achievable. And it's only now in these infancies at this stage, this, the Bitcoin is, and there it is pegged to everything. I and don't. Everyone's using some crazy ass sat thing. I don't sat, see Saturdays, why they, reset Saturdays. Saturdays. I don't see why they would do that and not just create a new coin. Yeah, but and then, because it's the belief in Bitcoin and of this decentralized nature. Like, if you're going to trick people into a belief of genuine sovereignty from the oh, okay, financial establishment. Yeah, yeah. you would sell them something that was decentralized and unmanaged and unpackaged and and this isn't something to fud bitcoin even though i do have buy orders all the way down to 24k people and that is not financial advice because this podcast is not financial advice in any shape or form <laughs> which is true i mean i laugh but it's genuinely true do not um copy me in any way I, i've got terrible um, you know, uh, history of trading Bitcoin. Awful. Lose thousands. Had to work really hard to pay back it. So, you know, it's like a gambling thing, guys. I think it's like tricking the millennials into believing that something digital is worth something um, when, in all honesty, uh, people like Bill Gates are buying land. You know, the favourite one is um, Barack Obama just bought a place by the sea, which kind of pays put to old global warming now, doesn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, the the banks are still giving thirty year loans to oceanfront property in Florida. Yeah. So yeah, no, no. But I'd still believe in in the in the way that it works, and, the, and I still think that it's going to become the de facto mode of transaction. Um, personally, I'm a Bitcoin maximalist to about three hundred eighty eight thousand dollars or something. But um, that doesn't mean I have any sats or I'm allowed to buy my um, soon to be wed quok. <laughs> So we should go on with the uh, next clips as uh, times are marching. I've heard no people agenda, talk no about the secret a lot. Well. You know, you got to see what you want no and then you can not. get it. And that's only like no half bugs. of the story. Screwed you kind of got to see what you want and then you got to see, you know, yourself like doing all those things to get there. And then you actually have to kind of go do all that stuff. And for me, it's always just been a very interesting collection of like coincidences that have allowed me to have you know, very interesting experience. You know, other people help you get to the places where you need to go. You just have to be open to seeing the sign that that person's actually trying to help you. Exactly. And then 
I the way I kind of describe the secret as you don't have to read the book or or go watch the movie or anything. The the secret is really just knowing that you first need to figure out what the hell you actually want. And then the second part of that, like you said, that was just the first part. The second part is seeing or figuring out the path to getting there. Now, you don't have to finish the path. Uh, Like there will be plenty of opportunities that seem to pop out of nowhere uh, that will help you guide along the path. But if you don't see the end and you don't see the little trail going towards the end, uh, it's that much more difficult to that, to get there. So I think that's the big secret of the secret, in my opinion anyway, is that it's really knowing where you're going and the general way to get there, even if you don't think you can walk, you know, a thousand miles or whatever. There you go. That's iTunes for you. I think it was before the legal team could moan though, right? Mm. Got in there. <laughs> Yeah, I'll figure out what the fuck is going on with my stuff and find a permanent home for everything. It's all right. We're all figuring it out. I mean, I'm sitting in a half-built sort of lean 2DO that I call with a fridge and tumble dryer desk and loads of power tools and plywood and wood. It's nearly there. It's going to another couple of... My, my father-in-law, you know, who I'm soon to be wed to his, uh, to his uh, daughter is... Uh, Dutifully doing it on his Saturdays, driving down. And last time he did it, his vans, like the engine on his van just fell apart. Like when he got about a hundred meters away from my house and literally a piece was almost shorn off, but it came on in it somehow. So anyway, we'll get there when we get there is the message. And that's what these guys are trying to say. And it's very sensible and no one should rush. No one should run. It goes back to that sort of, if you're going to beat whatever is in front of you and you want to get to where you where you are to somewhere else, you just sort of need to figure out how you're going to get there and look at that path. I, I love that message. And it's like uh, Sir Spencer would say, you just got to get in the car and drive. That's it, you know. Just got to yeah. get behind the wheel. It's a, step, it's a step in the right direction. After all. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we wrap it? Let's do that. It's, uh, this has been episode five for Misinformed Nation. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> for real. Fuck <laughs> oh, iTunes. You can just do a little thing at the end. I think we can afford some production at the end. There's no worries. Oh, yeah. It's been fun. There's a lot of, uh, cool ties that bind, like always. Without any pre-planning, pre-talking, we just find the stuff that we like to listen to and bring it here. Bit of confluence theory, people. Yep. Don't get got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Soviet Russia, you pull con on con. That's so genius from Russia as well. So there you go. More confluence for you. Oh shit. Hell yeah. This has been Booberry, Mothman and the Miniocalypse behind the schemes. See you next week. See you later, everyone. Scuff the cock. This is Midas. See you later.